sitting in the back, having a conversation with one of Tom's really good friends, Kurt Kessel. We were codifying what makes Tom so special. Like this is someone, I've known Tom for 25 years, right? Kirk has known Tom for 30 years. And one of the things in our opinion is that Tom has figured out the art and science of giving until it hurts. Like he is 100% committed to every single person that's inside of this room. And those of you that are close to him, that is, those of you that have spent time with him, you know that's 100% the truth. He'll take time, any time to be able to reach out, to help, to assist, to do whatever it takes. And you know, I'm reminded of Zig Ziglar who said, if you wanna get everything that you want, then you've gotta help everyone around you get what it is that they want. And the person that we're about to bring up has mastered, has figured this out, right? And she's gonna talk about how it is that you can pop into a brand new market and completely start crushing it. Now I know some of you are sitting here going, well, you know, I'm not in a new market. I'm staying where it is that I am. How is this relevant? Well, here's what I'll tell you. If you could start every single day at zero, as if it was a brand new market, as if you didn't have any business? Would it change the way that you approach your day, your work, your behaviors, your grit, your determination? Would it, guys? Right? And so if you're sitting there going, I'm not in a new market, I want you to listen to this next Tom X from the standpoint of, what if I treated every single day as if I was? So can we clap it up for Rochelle LeCavalle, who's gonna take us through that, guys? So here's the thing, entrepreneurs, leaders, salespeople, we all wanna create consistent, repeatable, and scalable ways to grow our business and our income. And we wanna do it better, faster, and more seamlessly. Why? So we can actually enjoy our lives, take vacations, and spend the quality time that we want with the people that we love. How do we do all this without spending a fortune or running ourselves ragged? That's the big question, and this show is dedicated to the answer. So I moved to Boca Raton, Florida about five years ago, where I knew nobody. I mean, zero people. I didn't know where the grocery store was, okay? All I knew is that I had to figure it out and quick, because my entire sphere of influence, past clients, and people I might even like recognize in a crowd were over an hour away, and I was starting over. Since then, I've gone from short-selling $20,000 condos in a neighboring town, aka taking whatever I could get, to breaking into and discovering a hyper-affluent luxury market where, P.S., the number one agent had 70% market share. I wish I was kidding. <laughs> so, he had 70% market share and clearly I did not. Now since then, I have gone from short selling uh, $20,000 condos in a neighboring town, just gonna run that by you again, to breaking into an impossible to penetrate luxury market. And today, my average commission check is bigger than my average sales price was back then. Legit, I'm on fire. <laughs> Thank you. And just a little bit nervous, I know, shocker, right? In fact, just last month, I finalized a deal with Douglas Elliman to acquire my boutique brokerage of exactly one agent, but why me? They had wanted to get into this hyper-affluent, impossible-to-penetrate market for years before I even moved to town, and somehow I got my foot in the door. 
But how? I would love to tell you. <laughs> so I am going to be brutally honest. I am a total high D personality type, which makes it really tough sometimes to let go. So of course, as a high D, I have come today with an agenda of intended outcomes that I would like to cover with you. Number one, I am here today to create an opening in your heart and in your mind for bringing massive value to your marketplace as a way of life. Hashtag BMVM. Feel free to post on social. It's totally going to be a thing, especially after this performance. Number two, I am here to share a strategy that I actually used myself to break into an impossible to penetrate market and I closed over $28 million in production since December of 2015 using just one strategy. And number three, I am here to inspire you to accept the hashtag BMVM challenge. Now, for those high eyes in the room, I have taken the liberty of translating my intended outcomes <laughs> to emoji. I wish that I were you. <laughs> All right, so there I was, brand new market, at my new desk, in my new office, surrounded by people I did not know. Hour of power was commencing, and I was preparing to do that thing that agents new to a market often do, take to the phones to call total strangers. Now, I think back to some advice that my mother gave me as a child in grade school. She said, Rochelle, life is a game. You just have to figure out what people want, give it to them, and you win. The advice was given in the context of me preparing for my first essay exam. So I would practice writing little answers to the question, paying careful attention to answer the actual question versus just launching into whatever I wanted to talk about anyway. So the idea of bringing value to the marketplace, it's not a new one. If you've been in the inquiry of really mastering anything, you've surely come along the likes of Jim Rohn, Zig Ziglar, Anthony Robbins, maybe even a cat named Tom Ferry. I'll paraphrase a master. We get paid for bringing value to the marketplace. We don't get paid for our time. That will take you time. But be clear, you are not being paid for the time. LeBron James just signed a $154 million four-year contract with the LA Lakers. Is that great? And he's not even the highest paid player in the NBA anymore. Where are my Canadian friends? Woo! I'll translate. Connor McDavid is starting an eight-year, $100 million contract with the Oilers next season unprecedented figures for the NHL. The world of business and entertainment reward top producers handsomely. Last year, Sean Combs, or as people from my era like to call him, Puff Daddy, reportedly earned $130 million. $130 million. What value did P. Diddy bring to be paid this much money? Good question. Listen carefully. 
He brought value that very few other people were able to deliver to the marketplace. I'm going to give you a better question. What value could I bring to the market? Could you bring twice the value in the second half of the year and get paid twice as much as you did in the first half? As my good friend in heaven, Jim Rohn, would say, of course. What about three times? Five times? Get down. I got strategic and I asked myself three questions. Number one, who do I want to serve? To serve somebody in this business, right? Two, where are they? And number three, what value can I bring to them that nobody else is willing or able to deliver? I got clear for myself that I wanted to live, work, and play in the most prestigious country club community in Boca Raton, Royal Palm Yacht and Country Club. I wanted to live, play, and work with my true peers, celebrities, high net worth individuals, athletes, and savvy business people I could learn from. Even if my current circumstances didn't quite reflect this as my actual peer group who's been there. I had to find out and figure it out what value I could bring to them that they would actually care about. Full disclosure, it was a lot of work. Trying, failing, begging, doing numbers all day long, surfing the market, all the while trying to figure out what value I could bring to them that they would actually care about. Listen, saying out there, I am number one, and I sell more real estate than anyone else in all the land, that's one angle. But I don't think people find that information particularly useful or even trustworthy. And in my case, I hadn't actually sold anything in my target market, so I really had to find another way in. What I did have was a Rolodex of investor clients, a background in land development and construction, and an idea. Royal Palm's first build era was in 1959, and we were coming out of the recession full speed ahead with teardowns turning into multi-million dollar spec houses. I set out to drum up some buyers. Unfortunately, I wasn't the only one with this idea. So, with the number one agent having 70% market share, I found myself locked out. No inventory for me. So, to get in with sellers, I started to send letters telling them about my list of buyers and offering to transact a sale with no commissions payable by them, having already prepared my buyers that they would be paying me a commission if I could find them something. After over a year of pounding the pavement and hitting the phones with this strategy, That was about 15 seconds. It sure felt longer up here. <laughs> how many people know how many seconds there are in a year? Probably none of you. I'll tell you. It's 31,536,000. So I'll say it another way. After nearly 41 million seconds of pounding the pavement, hitting the phones with no results, I finally, finally sold two houses this way, or properties, they were torn down, in December of 2015 for $5.3 million, and I earned $73,000 in GCI. Thank you. 
As much as I love the applause, if you do the math, it's really not that great. But more about that later. I was in, and the off-market campaign was born. My very favorite such deal was 117 Thatch Palm Cove. I got the call on a Friday. The seller had a ton of questions. And he said it sounded too good to be true. So I invited myself over. About an hour later, we were standing in his backyard, overlooking the 15th fairway, discussing the particulars. He said to me, I already have the paperwork, and I am listing this house on Monday with Banana Realty, not the real name. Do you really have a buyer? So I said, yeah, I have two. Can I bring them over the weekend? Long story short, by Monday we were under contract. The house sold shortly thereafter, and both buyer and seller wrote me a testimonial. Thank you. And I'm super pumped to share with you the step-by-step -step so you can make it your own if you are so inclined. If you already have a target farm market where you know the inventory as well as you know your own name, you can go to step one. The rest of us will start here with my mandatory curse word for my performance. Know thy shit. Cold. Don't even think about saying that you can put together an off-market deal if you don't have a very clear grasp of what the inventory is, who will buy it, and why. They will know, and you will fail. Your reputation won't recover. Note, I've only lived in my core farm for a fewer than three years. I study the market daily, and I get out there, and I talk to buyers and sellers about what they think is going on in the market. Step one, create and maintain buyer and seller lists. I talk to buyers primarily at open houses, and I get them talking about what they're shopping for, what other areas they're considering, and why they believe they haven't yet found the one. If what they want exists, I'll know immediately if it's available. If it exists but it's not available now, I just stay in touch with them and call them when something comes up on or off market. This is key. If what they want does not exist and it likely won't ever exist, I can smile and confidently move on. Step two, design the game and know the rules. If you design the game, you better know the rules. Your first interactions with buyers and sellers in an off-market scenario, you'll be facing highly skeptical prospects. Be sure to be ready with all the FAQs that you would ask if you were them. Regarding paperwork, you're going to have to create your trust with your buyers and sellers. For some, you're going to want an NDA and a commission agreement signed before you go in. From others, you can take a handshake. You're going to have to determine which is which. On getting paid, I've gotten over 6% and less than 2 and 6 was way better. Anytime I failed to make as much as I could on a deal, I know it was really my fault. If you are not sure who is paying you in an off-market deal, rest assured, nobody is planning on it. Yeah, I did that. Step three, make it known and stay in touch. Get out there and talk to anybody who will listen about what you're doing. It's interesting, it's different, and people actually in the market to buy or sell will be interested in what you're doing. I like to reach out to my sellers primarily at open houses and their neighbors and um, 
I've worked up to my current spend of about $4,700 per year to send postcards out to my target market. All right, so you might be sitting there thinking, off market, meh, I get it. If so, I just happen to have some tactical goodies in my bag of tricks that I personally used in an off-market campaign, but you could use in any campaign to immediately increase your effectiveness. I give you the simple letter. About a month ago, I gave the off-market thing a whirl when one of my buyers got crystal clear what they wanted, an oceanfront condo in a building called the Addison. They had to have a corner unit. Problem was, no corner units on market and they rarely come available. So we sent the letter that you see here. You've probably heard that a hand-addressed envelope will increase your open rate. It does. Use that. Notice the way that the letter's folded. They don't see a logo when they open it. The letter has a few items that I call key pop-out text points. So one of them is, no commissions in hot pink. Red works too. And then here, underlined, we should talk, which is the first thing they see when they open the letter. The idea is just to get them to pull it out, read the offer, and hopefully to give us a call. So the results of this particular letter, we sent 57, we got two responses. Of those two responses, I went on two listing pitches. 100%'s not bad, I'll take it. So far, no sales, but it is a work in progress. An interesting note, both the people who called were intergenerational sellers meaning they had inherited the condo. Arguably, these are units that might never have hit the market if I hadn't reached out. Tactical goodie number two, I give you the large format mailer. About two years ago, I discovered that the USPS, United States Postal Service, largest flat item you can mail is 12 inches by 15 inches. We wanted to make a statement, so we went big and bright. After I got my mail a couple of times, this is my actual mailbox. I, I realized that the postal carrier was putting the, the big mailer outside all of my mail. So I started to get phone calls from clients and neighbors saying, you are a genius. How did you get the postal carrier to wrap your ad around all of my mail? So it was super cool and I got a, a really uptick in my phone calls and then about a year later, everybody in my market started doing it. So it was great right up until then. So if you are anywhere except East Boca Raton, I highly recommend you R&D this one. My final tactical goodie is the off-market campaign postcard for Royal Palm. You'll see here, I pose the question, is an off-market sale right for you? That launches directly into a testimonial. I was skeptical, Rochelle brought a buyer, I got my price, she is awesome, you should call her. The idea is to have them ask themselves the question, is an off-market sale right for me? And to explore that. On the right, you'll see social proof. About half of these were off-market sales and they're labeled accordingly. The final call to action is to call for a confidential conversation. So the whole piece is all about, is it for me? Let me call. It's been highly effective. So is the proof in the pudding? Does bringing massive value to the marketplace bring big results? Here's what I was able to accomplish. Since December of 2015, I have sold $28,632,424 in production 
and earned $625,998 in GCI using just this one strategy in just one neighborhood with fewer than 700 homes. Thanks, but who's counting? So if I can do this, making every possible mistake you could think of, oh, and a few that you could not imagine, you can so totally do this and much more. So it's your turn. I'm going to ask you to get strategic and ask yourself three questions. Why not? What? Are you busy? Come on, get on your feet. Humor me, guys. I'm not going anywhere. I'm a high D. All right, let's do this together. Question number one, who do I want to serve? Number two, where are they? And number three, what value can I bring to them that nobody else is willing or able to deliver? I love you for that. All right, the hashtag BMVM challenge. I, Rochelle Cavalier, hereby challenge you, all 3,313 of you, to adopt hashtag BMVM as your personal philosophy and begin to explore what magic you can create in your market and in your life by bringing massive value. My true intended outcome today is that one of you stands up here at next year's summit to share the successes that you have created by bringing massive value and you crown yourself the king or queen of wherever town. Do it. If you want more information about this episode, including my show notes, mentions, links, and everything else, make sure you visit tomferry.com slash podcast. That's tomferry.com slash podcast. Thanks again and talk to you soon.